0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I am your host for today's show, Aaron Richards. I'm joined here by my co-host, brother in Christ, Brad Pierron. Welcome back to the show, Brad. Thanks, Aaron. Happy to be here, friends. Uh, As you may or may not know, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio in Columbus, Ohio, and EWTN Radio, and we are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Uh, Brad and I, in addition to hosting the show here on the air, uh, we also work at a place called Damascus. Yeah, uh, we are a, a Catholic mission campus here in Centerburg, Ohio. Our our mission is the same mission as the show: it's to see encounter lead to lead to mission uh, um, to see to see lives transformed. Ultimately, we want to see the revival of the church here at Damascus. That happens primarily through youth ministry outreach. I work here as our executive director for operations. And, uh, and Brad manages our missionary program department. Mm-hmm. Um, and friends, uh, check it out. Check out Damascus.net if you're interested in the work happening here. Why do we call ourselves Damascus? Because St. Paul's a sweet dude in Scripture. and he is, uh, he is one of the one of the fathers of our Christian faith. He's the prince of the, one of the princes of the apostles, right? That um, he encountered Jesus in a powerful way on the road to Damascus. His life was transformed. And through that encounter with Jesus, he was charged for mission. He learned the meaning of mission and lived his life that way from, from that point forward. And um, that's that's kind of the name of the game here. Uh I, that's that's pretty pretty thorough recap thanks for joining us for today's show mm-hmm. um brad why don't you kick us off in prayer
1: yeah in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit <clears throat> amen jesus we give you this time we pray that wherever we're at whatever we're doing that you'd center us on you mm-hmm. that you would allow this time to be for your glory and for our benefit lord that we would continue to follow you boldly and trust in you radically. Yeah. And we pray for this show today, that it would be edifying for all who listen.
0: Amen. God, charge us for mission again. Um, Lord, I pray that you would instill in us the heart of a warrior, that you would give us the 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 drive to believe so firmly in the mission that you stand for, Jesus, that we would lay our lives on the line. We pray this all in Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, my inspiration for today's show, Brad, is this. A uh, couple couple different things running at you. Sometimes yeah. when we start to speak in that language of, like, uh, I don't know, battle-ready, hardened Christian, yeah, uh, I think it can get a little cliche, but sure. here's the deal. So I'm, I'm in the middle of reading through... Uh, I, I, I think I've cracked it open before, but never studied in the way that I am right now into the breach by uh, Bishop yeah. Olmstead. Yep, and um, it's just uh, it's a it's an awesome uh, invitation in this case to men to live out the 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 charge the mission of our Christian faith our Catholic faith in a way that is countercultural and it's framed in such a way that that we're, we're stepping into the battle we're stepping into the battlefront. And, uh, and this is not a, a new perspective for us as Christians. Um, you and I shared also on last week's show that we're, we're both going through the Bible in the Year yeah. uh, podcast. Shout out to Ascension. Way to go, way to go, team. And um, it, we're right in the midst of, of Exodus, right? And, and there's so many, um, there, I don't know, there's such a pervasive process of seeing the, the move of our faith in the, in the context of, of battle. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I don't know, thank, thank goodness. um, Praise the Lord for our brothers and sisters who are serving in the armed services. Most of us probably don't really engage with that idea of Mm -hmm. battle readiness on a day-to-day basis. But I think we can, uh, I think we can learn something from that. So as, as I was reflecting um, for today's show, all those ideas kind of, kind of came together in, in sort of, here, here's here's the theme. We're, we'll get down to we'll get down to business. Yeah. I want to talk about what it means to be a victorious Catholic in today's culture. Okay, um, here at Damascus we we've got a little we've got a little a little saying right that we uh, we we'll have a we'll have a group of a couple hundred middle school or high school students, and after an amazing impactful uh, evening of programming. We'll get up on the stage and the MC will 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 shout, "Jesus Christ brings us," and then everybody in the audience. What do they yell? They yell freedom, freedom! right? And uh, it, it, so let's try it, friends. This is good. You're you're driving in your car. You're sitting in front of your uh, in. I I just had this vision of like you sitting in front of your radio in your in your sitting room in the 1950s. <laughs> I don't think anybody probably does that. Uh, here, okay. I'm gonna say Jesus Christ brings us. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shout either in our head or in reality. Freedom, <laughs> ready? Jesus Christ brings us freedom! freedom. And why is it that that we need to rally behind that call? Why? Because 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 the Lord destines us for freedom. The Lord destines us for victory. Mm-hmm. Right. You know we've we've heard that 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 saying before that. Um, you don't need to be afraid of the fight because the battle's already won, that we know you know we know the end of the story. it's It's kind of that consistent messaging and theme. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we're digging into today. How do we live a life, especially as I don't know when you're listening to the recording of this show, but we're just we're we're jumping right into the season of Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we live our life in such a way that that our identity is driven by by understanding? Our nature as victorious, mm-hmm. of understanding our nature as as uh, already freed, um, already already won. That 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 we've already that we've already seen victory. And friends, if you've been walking with us for the last year, maybe maybe you're listening to this show ten years in the future, and you're you're wondering why do they always talk about this silly sickness? Right, that we're we're, we're kind of rounding the corner on you know, knock on wood, we're rounding the corner on this COVID deal. And um just last night I was looking at kind of our our most recent numbers and projections and uh for the first time in a long time the the story looks a little promising. Um we're 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 gearing up for summer camp this year and it's like hey we we might be uh we might be ready to rock and yeah. full, full steam ahead.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect time for a message on being victorious, <clears throat> right? That we might have <laughs> finally claimed victory over the pandemic that has uh riddled the world for What Uh, a year now, which uh, is wild, but no, as you were speaking about freedom, Aaron, the verse that kept coming to mind was from St. Paul when he says, for freedom's sake, Christ set us free. The freedom in and of itself has an end that is good for freedom's sake. Like Christ is setting me free for the sake of freedom, that I would have it fully and then I could give it to others fully. And, you know, I have a a friend of mine who I'm in small group with, and he was a Marine and he went on a couple of deployments and as exactly in the way that you were describing it, I have found the idea of battle and things like that a bit cliche over time, but Mm -hmm. he really put it in a new perspective for me at a men's group just like a month ago or something like that. And we were sitting down and we were trying to define mission. Like what is mission? And like, how can we get non-negotiables for mission and like all of this? And he spoke up and he's not usually the first one to speak up, but he spoke up, about midway through our conversation, but he carries such an authority when he speaks. He, he's, he's amazing. And this is what he said. He said, well, when we're looking at mission, we we also have to look at assignment. And, yeah. and he began using this language about battle that I had just never known before. And it became less cliche for me as he was describing mm-hmm. it. He goes, like the mission of the person that's working on the helicopter is different than the mission of the pilot of the helicopter, which is different of the mission which is different from rather the mission of the people that are jumping out of the helicopter. And he was just <laughs> going through this understanding of assignment yeah. in relation to fruit. Yep. If I can use Christian language for it, like, so mission objective at the end, there's a bunch of assignments that equate to the mission that gets you to a mission objective. Yeah. And so I think when we're thinking about becoming victorious, it's like, well, let's get to the mission objective. And I think at least one of those mission objectives is freedom, right? Like that is that's what the mission objective of the mission of victory is. You yeah, know? something like that. That's sweet. That's yeah.
0: sweet. Um, we're gonna we're gonna. I want us to tackle today, kind of a uh, some some practical direction for how does we live this as as men and women in today's culture. So whether whether we're still dealing with dealing with stress and anxiety from from COVID, which you very well may be, um, whether you're dealing with with. Uh, some unrelated, you know, circumstance or situation or, or illness or financial hardship in your life or, uh, questioning what your next step is in terms of career or path forward. You know, uh, this message is a, is a universal message that applies. It's, it's how we live out of our identity as, as victorious, as saints, as sons and daughters. And, uh, and that, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to kick things off. So, um, the uh, the verse I want to I want to root us into to start is it's actually right it's in Genesis chapter twelve and I think this will get to the root and maybe this will maybe this will speak to some of the hearts of of our listeners today that why what is it that distracts us what is it that that um that stands in our way of actually of actually becoming victorious I want to suggest this okay I don't know about you but um I have had a hard time. In this past year, uh, I, I, as I think back, as a business leader, as a father, as a minister of the gospel, as a man of of God, this is this has been one of, if not the most challenging seasons of my life. Right? Why? I, I, as, I as I was reflecting on this, I, I, I sum it up to the fact that um, we've been asked as a culture, I've been asked as an individual to react every single day to a completely uh, to a to a A definition and a direction that changes on an hourly basis, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I I think back to as we were kind of charged with establishing COVID protocol this past spring and summer for camp. It's like we would we would put all of our effort into going in one direction, full steam ahead, and then as we're ready to make an announcement, like that hour, uh, our 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 governor decides to you know jump on the air and communicate uh, a, a direction for our state. That that was completely different from what we had what we had agreed upon or what we had decided upon, right? And um, I think that what I'm what I'm getting at is that one of the biggest hurdles that stands in the way of us uh, living out of our victorious nature mm-hmm. is our desire to control. Okay, um, and it, it's it's funny. I, I don't think this is something new in us, right? It's something inherent in in our relationship with God that in order to step into freedom in relationship with him, we have to be willing to let go of our uh, control yeah. of our influence on that direction. And um the scripture passage I want to root us in is in Genesis chapter one. Uh, this is, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 12, verse one. This is This is God communicating with Abraham mm-hmm. his direction for mission, right? And God God speaks in in simple terms. He says, "Go forth to," and we've heard this phrase before. He doesn't say um, "go forth to this set of coordinates." Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. say "go forth to where X marks the spot on the treasure map." Yep. Um, he doesn't say "go forth to the strategy and plan that you can that you can put together and 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 build for the best of your experience." But he says, "No, go forth to a land I will show you." Mm-hmm. Go forth to a land I will show you, and in order to, in order to say yes, in order to respond to that call, um, Abraham had to agree to move before he actually knew where the destination was. Yep. Right. Both, uh, I guess, uh, figuratively in his life, he was stepping into a new state in life, and and practically, he was actually picking up his his family. He was picking up all of his belongings uh, his, his sheep, his cattle, and Mm -hmm. he was heading off to question mark. Right. Right. And, um, I guess this is, like I said, this is our starting point as Christians in this time, like in every time before us, since the foundation of the world in this life, we don't know where we're going. The the one thing that remains common is that we, we just, we can't stop until we get there.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, I love, I love that verse because in Genesis 12, that's when the Lord is first dialoguing with Abraham. And I know that you were mentioning there where it says go forth to, it also says go forth from, and I I think it's so interesting. (laughs) It says go forth to a land that I will show you. But before the Lord gets there, he says, go forth from the land of your kindred. Like it literally Mm. says, go forth from your father's house, from the land of your kindred to a place that I will show you. Like go away from everything you've known before right? Like there's something about adventure in the pursuit of victory. You can't have it without adventure. You can't. And there is something in us and I'm, I'm never sure what it is. I I have conversations with young people all the time, high schoolers, college age students. And the conversation I have with them is like, what are, what are you anxious about in life right now? And they'll be like, I just really wish I knew what the next step was. And I was like, well, how many next steps would you like to know? They're like, well, I would, I would like to know like everything that's coming. I'm like, well, let me give you an analogy, right? If, if I had a book of your life and it was written from forward to back, like from the beginning all the way to the end. And I had a bookmark where you're at right now in life. And I gave you the opportunity to read past the bookmark. If you wanted, how far would you read? And almost none of them want to read any further than the bookmark because in us we know we want adventure but our mind tricks us yeah. to think we want, we want i don't know certainty yeah <laughs> and like you said like the go forth too yeah. is so important because it's like to what a land that i will show you but how do i do that well you have to go forth from what from what you know you know yeah and that's that's a huge call for Abraham. Like, I think a lot of times people are like, you know, Abraham taking Isaac up that mountain. Wow. What a test of faith. It's like, no, his faith was tested a lot before the mountain of Moriah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Abraham, yeah, he, he was tested a lot and that's what allowed him to go forth to the place that yeah. the Lord eventually showed That's him. awesome.
0: That's awesome. So, um, so, so what, Let's 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 bring this back around. What does it mean to live as a victorious Catholic in today's world? I want to suggest to us that um, it means living from a place of 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 having faith in times of uncertainty, in moments of uncertainty of circumstance. Right. It means living the kind of faith that allows us to attack the very foundation of the false sense of security that comes from believing that we're the ones that direct our destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I I have one of my. Favorite little ministry stories. I've told this at a number of retreats. Maybe I've told it on the radio before. I don't know. But our very first year of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, we were, uh, we all the counselors were out partying after the week was over, sure. and uh, we were so excited and just, um, and in love and friendship with each other. And uh, we there was this there's a there's a dry stream bed down at the at the the little ravine at the campsite that we were renting, and um, we walked down there after dark. I had the only flashlight of the group and came prepared. Uh, oh yeah. This, the stream bed was built. Um, it was, it was laid out like there were, there were just these, these big flagstone, um, rocks. And at first we just kind of were, were, were lazily walking down the rocks. Um, why? Because we only had one flashlight and it was pitch dark in the middle of the ravine. Right. <laughs> and eventually I started to, I started to really grow in excitement and adventure. And even as I talk about it, I can remember like, um, started to pick up speed a little bit and first people started kind of whining from the back of the line that, Oh no, we're going to lose you. Right. And, uh, and what I, what I, what I came to realize is that as we, as we started to, to walk and then to jog and then to run with just the, the little thin beam of a flashlight to guide our way, all you really need is one glimpse of the rock in front of you that you're going to land on to take off from the one you're on. Mm -hmm. And, it was, it was like, uh, it was like the Lord giving us one little glimpse of the next step and just saying, this is the promise I have for you now. Now step in faith. And by the time you, you try to study the strategy of how to get there, the light's gone mm-hmm. and you've just got to, you've got to leap. You've got to, you've got to run. So it was, it was so cool. It was such <laughs> an exhilarating experience. We ran down this, this, this dry stream bed, um, uh, you know, getting, getting to the point of going full speed, just like you would, you would jump, and as you're in midair, you'd see the light shining on the next place to land your foot, hmm. and it was such, such a cool experience. Until uh, one of the girls in our group, um, sadly, made a pretty rough encounter with a low-hanging branch. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to warn her on that. <laughs> I, I yeah yeah. She would, I don't know how that. Okay, so <laughs> the story the story ended poorly, but uh, the fact remains it was it was just an exhilarating experience of that of that concept that you know Psalm 119 says. Uh, that the word of the Lord is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We like to, we like to talk about the light to my path piece that, that, that God, God shows us the destination. Um, but I think sometimes he also just shows us, you know, shows us the next place our feet are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think, friends, that in 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 moments of uncertainty, whether once again, whether you're struggling with a family relationship issue, whether you're struggling with work, whatever the case may be, we, we we've got to uh, we've got to place our conviction in the fact that we are anchored in Him, not anchored in our destination. Mm-hmm. Okay, God God may have God may be making promises over your life. Um, certainly He's made promises over your life, right? Yeah. Uh, our our destiny is not that next career step. It's mm-hmm. you know your destiny is not even your relationship, your your marriage. Um, your destiny is is heaven, mm-hmm. and in order to get there, we've got to trust that 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 when God says to move, that we can move.
1: Right. Yeah. I well, first I think. I love that story so much. I think you are the only person who could have figured out a way to make American (laughs) Ninja Warrior better, which is turn all the lights out and only shine the light on the next platform. But no, honestly, yeah, I know. I know. As long as a low hanging branch doesn't show up on the course. But I think, yeah, everything we're talking about here, I am sure is relatable to all of you out there that like we want to be victorious in life and oftentimes we feel like the way by which we attain victory is by getting a destination in mind and once we get to that destination we are victorious but yeah. instead i th- i think the the heart of what we're talking about here is that you are already victorious amen right you're already victorious there's no destination that will bring you that victory it's actually god in this moment who you are anchored to that brings the victory so yeah. it's not a destination right but it's a person it's a deity, if we want to use alliteration. It's a deity, <laughs> not a destination. It's it's God Himself yeah. present to you right now, who brings the victory. Yeah. Not the next career path. Not the next
0: vocational. Yes. Not Amen. anything else. But that. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Um, I hope I hope you're you're excited and engaged. I know I am. Uh, join us right after this break. Thanks for joining us for Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. He was a 10th century saint, priest, mystic, and doctor of the Church, honored as the first poet of Armenia. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church Gregory of Narik is revered by Armenians as a watchful angel in human form. His masterwork, the Book of Lamentations, was intended to be his last testament, an encyclopedia of prayer for all nations. He was named a Doctor of the Church in 2015. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. I don't know about you, but I need to pray every day in order to stay close to Jesus. I hope you do the same thing. Without prayer, where would you and I be? I see prayer being like oxygen. We need to have constant access to it. That's why St. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we should pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean we never think about anything else. It just means staying tethered to the Lord as best we can.
1: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus. I'm Brad Pierron alongside Aaron Richards, and we're talking today about being a victorious Christian, the yes. mission of victory, you might say. And I was just so inspired by a lot of what Aaron was sh- sharing earlier. Our conversation centered around this idea that to be victorious means to trust in the God of our circumstances. It's yeah. not about a destination, but it's about God in this moment. And as we continue through that, I think uh, for those who are just joining us just put that lens on right that victory's not about you achieving something victory is about you being in relationship with someone amen
0: amen what, what, one of the you know one of the best um classic examples in scripture one of the classic you know uh, felt books felt book bible stories mm-hmm. is the, is that is the battle of jericho right mm-hmm. um i love i love talking about this uh with our middle schoolers or even with my own kiddos that you remember the story it, Jericho was this was this powerful double walled fortified city that uh after after Moses led the Israelites out of slavery that that Joshua faced his first real like military conquest toward mm-hmm. this was the one that was going to um that was going to potentially stand in their path toward actually achieving the promise that God had made for them so uh once again you remember the story the men of God led by their Uh, their, their new somewhat untested leader, um, (laughs) following his prompting from prayer, they march around the city once a day for six days. And, uh, then they, they, they they carry the ark of the covenant, they blow the trumpets, but the soldiers just walk silently. Like this must have been a, this must have been a very strange, strange experience (laughs) for the soldiers inside the city. (laughs) And then on the seventh day, they march around the walls seven times the men give a great shout and Jericho's walls fall to the ground, right? And the Israelite army rushes in and conquers the city. It's, it's, it's an exer, expertly executed, if not unorthodox strategy. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, what a, you know, what an inspiring moment for us again to, to, to see the Lord working and guiding. And there was this moment, um, I don't know if, if, if you've, if, if you've ever dove into this story, but it didn't make it into the felt book. Uh, this is be, before the march on Jericho, Joshua, who's the, who's the commander of the, of the army of God, he, the army of the people of God, he, he goes and he seeks the Lord in prayer. And this is from uh, Joshua chapter five, verse 13. He, he looks up and he sees a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Right? He sees this stranger standing in, on, on the hill uh, with a sword in his hand, and he goes up to challenge him, um, asking, are you, are you a man of our army or of the enemy? What does is, what is the man reply? He says, neither, mm-hmm. but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? And it's at this moment that, that that the Lord reveals to Joshua this, this crazy strategy that's going to, that's going to conquer his biggest challenge yet. Mm -hmm. Right. The, Mm -hmm. the, the sacking of the city of Jericho, uh, are you for us or are you against us? Neither. Neither. I'm the commander. Right. Yeah. Who's, right.
1: Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I, can't help but to, when we reference Joshua, if, if you haven't gotten to read Joshua in your Bibles, I would uh, invite you to do so. I know it's the Lenten season where we're adding more prayer anyway. And one of the most common themes in the book of Joshua is this phrase that God consistently uses with him, be strong and steadfast. Yep be strong and steadfast, be strong and steadfast, be strong and steadfast. And yeah, like, um, yeah, like I, I, I love what you were talking about with the walls. Like we all know the story, but how many times in my life have I got gotten to the sixth trip and given up? You know, like, like a lot, like a lot. There's a lot of times in my life I'll do it over and over and over. And it's like, nothing's happening. I give up. And I wonder how many more steps Mm. until the breakthrough. And that's why he, the Lord, being He, like kept priming Joshua, be strong and steadfast, like yep. stay with that and and then to hearken to the idea of the Commander, yeah, the Lord doesn't take sides, He asks us which side we're on, yeah, and that's, that's
0: i'm just awesome. I'm just thinking, you know uh how many times do we have this conversation with God, right you know as uh as as circumstance doesn't go our way. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. when, you know, when, when you, um, I'm looking out at a snowy, a snow, a snowy landscape here at Damascus, you know, when you, when you slide off the road and, or when you, when you, I think we've had like three missionaries that have hit a deer this season. Yeah. When when you hit that deer and go into the auto shop again, um, what, what conversation are we so tempted to often have? You know, God, why did you do this? Or Mm -hmm. God, whose side are you on? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and, and we're so quick to forget, uh, and and we, what happens is we fall into this 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 frame of of mind where we believe that that God is only good if He's on my side, mm-hmm. right? That God's only good if He's actually if he's if he's fighting for my best interest and mine. And and, and what what does that? that do for us, it, it paints us in a position where we're putting ourselves at a place of, of being higher than the Lord. Yeah. Well, where he right?
1: becomes the means to the end that is my destination Yeah, instead of any destination being the means that achieves the end yeah.
0: that is him. Right. So I love that. I love that phrase. I mean, and I wonder even if our, in our own lives, um, listeners, if, if, where, where have you been tempted to ask God, like, are you for me or are you against me? Hmm. Has it, has it been in your, in your, finances? Um, Has it been in your, uh, in your family's health? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done, uh, we, we, we have now finished two good old uh, quarantine seasons Mm -hmm. with our, with our Mm -hmm. family and our kids. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's miserable when, um, (laughs) when you're in the midst of like a good, a good solid routine. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, two week vacation (laughs) in the house. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: In your rooms. And, and, and there's a, I don't know. There's this, I think I have the tendency just to, to ask like, God, what's, what's your reason for doing this? Like Mm -hmm. prove to me that you had a, that you, that you had a plan in mind.
1: Right. Yeah. I think one of the ways that I've tried to, um, kind of commit to this type of understanding, this understanding that like, it's actually me choosing the Lord or not in a moment, never whether or not he's choosing me. And during Lent, I've actually committed that each night I'm going to do an examine, And the examine, literally, it's what it sounds like. You examine your day. Yeah. It's like, Lord, where did I partner with you? Yep. And where didn't I partner with you? The question is never where didn't you partner with me? Right? <laughs> like the examine, like if, if, if something's falling a little short, I know whose side of the equation is lacking a yeah. little bit and it's, it's mine. Right. And not in a bad way, but I think sometimes in that lack, we feel like we're failing and not victorious. Yep. The, the victory is also not in our performance. And I, I am just really encouraged by the examine. Obviously we're at this point as we're recording this two days in, but I was just so encouraged to see like, wow, Lord, like here is where I was on your side. Yeah. Here is where I wasn't like, like as I bow before him, instead of asking him like, Hey, where were you at during that? It's like, no, no, no. Where was I at? Where was my heart at? Yeah.
0: And maybe, maybe a little bit of encouragement. So he, even here at Damascus, um, we, we saw a marked shift in the in the way that we operated this organization um i don't know a number of years ago at this point when uh there was just as a fruit of prayer there was a shift in language and how we in how we communicated and how we how we determined our priorities as a team mm-hmm. uh in you know instead of instead of approaching an event a mission uh, a calendar year uh with with the question of God, would you would you come and bless what we are doing right? Mm-hmm. that prior to discerning next steps, actually disciplining ourselves to ask God, um, show us what you are blessing yep so that we can do that thing instead of instead of asking God to bless what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I want to do what God is blessing mm-hmm. right that we want to follow his lead yeah as the as the commander of of the army. It's subtle but so important. yeah, it's so important. And, uh, and, and here, you know, we, we've shared stories here about, about how that, how that mindset leads us to victory. Mm -hmm. So friends, as you're, as you're thinking through that at home, um, that, that'd be my invitation to you ask yourself, you know, God, where have I asked you simply to, to bless the strategy that I have in mind instead of seeking you first and then committing my life to partnership with the mission that you've communicated. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's so, it's so good. Um, what, what does it speak to uh it, it it just it speaks to our understanding of who we are mm-hmm. and you know i i i've shared i've shared my testimony on the show before um and and just to just to hit on it briefly like uh what's the what's the alternative i think the alternative is exhaustion right the alternative is ministering out of a place of performance mm-hmm. where I feel like i've got to do something to to earn something. so that I can be who I'm called to be. Right. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I shared, I share, I've shared before, but I I was a, I was a parish youth minister for 10 years. I had, I had just an awesome childhood growing up. I had an awesome Catholic family that supported me in, in Mm -hmm. every endeavor that encouraged me in committing to, um, to a life of, of uh, faithfulness. Um, I was, I was pretty sure like most undecided Catholic men in high school that I was going to both get married and become a priest. (laughs) Uh, and I, maybe not most, but that was, that was my style. Um, definitely looked into ways that I could make that happen. Uh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness the Lord took over. Right. And, um, ultimately, uh, right out right out of college or right out of high school, entering into college had a, had a transformative experience of faith where I was introduced to the person of Jesus in a way that I never had, uh, it was it was an invitation that I had never heard before. I don't know if it had never been given before, but I'd never heard it mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I I think it was marked by a reality of understanding that that my my life in prayer needs to be marked with marked by partnership um by dialogue, by sonship that as I look I, lo- I look to raising my own son um, and my own daughters that that the, the the highlights of our relationship come in the times when we just share each other's hearts. And Mm -hmm. I think for many of us as Catholics, that's, uh, that's not the, that's not the experience that we have. Um, you know, in, in going to mass on Sunday and trying to do all the right things and trying to check off all the check boxes on that list of how to live an authentic Christian life. So many times we, we, we come into this experience of just, okay, if I do all the stuff, Mm -hmm. then, then I've got it all figured out. Yep. Yep. And, um, it, so I, I started I started professional youth ministry right out of right out of high school. And it was ten years into professional youth ministry that I think those mindsets caught up with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I, I remember I would my, my routine was to was to get ready for youth group every day, uh every Sunday by sitting in front of the the tabernacle at St. Agatha. Yeah. And I would I would go up there and prepare my notes and there was a a message that i was preparing one one day and um and uh as i was as i was going through this this message i was i was struck by the fact that it was it was a challenging uh it was a challenging message to to prepare it wasn't coming together as like i like i wanted it to mm-hmm. and i looked up at the tabernacle and there was just this immediate moment of conviction and i realized that i couldn't remember the last time that i had dialogued with the lord the last time that mm-hmm. i had actually uh, prayed expecting a response, yeah. right? Um, and this, uh, this shook me to my core. And, uh, and, and it, it led me down a path of, of a couple years, truly, of, I, I guess, a couple months of, of, um, intentionally diving into trying to find a solution for this problem of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this separateness from God. Yeah. And ultimately, I think I, I settled on a place where many of us settle. Um, that I, I figured, hey, this place of um, of dissatisfaction in my faith journey, it just must be what it's like to live as a grown up in the faith.
1: Yeah, must be.
0: Uh, you know that that all that all that fun relationship that I used to have with the Lord that must just be what it was like in high school. Yeah,
1: that false sense of maturity, man. Like it <laughs> happens all the time it does that like somehow maturation equals lack of excitement and lack of joy. Like that's not yeah. that's not real, you know, but it it's so tempting and it and it's especially tempting when you're trying to explain away why you're exhausted and not yep. having to shift your mindset of like this is how I'm operating, maybe there's a better way yeah.
0: to operate so 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 here's the framework that I think we fall into we 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 come to this this idea that um because i'm because I'm not operating out of relationship with jesus anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I still I still want to be a virtuous person I still want to be successful I still want to go to heaven so in order to become everything that I'm called to be, I got to do stuff so that I have what it takes in order to become the man that I'm called to be, the woman mm-hmm. that I'm called to be, mm-hmm. right? I got to do so I can have, so I can yeah. become. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is, you know, uh, whether you're playing video games, yeah. you, you do so you can earn achievements so you can become the, the best in the world, right? Fortnite champion. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is how it works in the workplace that yeah. we perform Yes. so that we can have the metrics so mm-hmm. that we can earn the yeah. achievement right yeah. um and uh it, it becomes it becomes a part of our identity yeah that 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 we we come into this temptation of actually putting our identity in the success of our lives of our job of our position in our family of our paycheck yeah. of our ability to speak to relate to invest to win mm-hmm. um and uh, or or maybe you know, maybe we're maybe we're already holy. Maybe we put our maybe we put our place of identity in how much we pray. Or how much we fast, right? Yeah. Welcome to Lent. Or yeah. how much we go to Mass or how much we tithe or how much we it, it's And that's all, where it gets dangerous. Yeah. It's all performance. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's all performance. It's all like God doesn't need me to do anything for him. He is perfectly self sufficient, right? Amen. And uh you know, Aaron, when I was an early leader here at Damascus, I I fell into this in like big ways, right? Like I'm going to do this so that I can have the respect that allows me to become the missionary, the disciple, the leader, whatever that I'm called to be. And one line, and this is a big idea just to throw out there for anyone that's listening, that I heard that really brought me to exactly what you're talking about, Aaron, this realization that my, my frame of reference was just wrong. Yep. I heard the line, busyness is artificial significance. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was just this like, wait, but I'm, but I'm filling up my calendar with all of these things because then, because then I'll be doing enough to have the respect and the merit enough to then become the great leader. And I began thinking about it and it was all this game of deception. Yep. It was like, well, me being busy gives me the feeling that I'm important. It gives me the feeling that I'm doing a lot of things. But in fact, I've realized over time that as I've actually delegated and trusted more, as I've just shifted my frame of reference, yeah. I am an exponentially better leader.
0: I'm an exponentially <laughs> better
1: human being. But again, like, yeah, it's it's actually a, a paradigm shift that has yep. to take place.
0: Yep, I mean, you, you, you use the word significance, right? That I think so many times our... The framework that we've been that we've been raised in mm-hmm. is that we have to we have to s- ch- chase significance, right that we are that we are working for significance. Mm-hmm. Um, how How are we called to live as Christians? Remember the story of Abraham, the story of Joshua, right that, that we're not called to, to work for significance, but called to work from mm-hmm. significance, mm-hmm. that we are we're sons and daughters first, and that's actually what gives us the grace, right we We, we, we had that framework do and then have and then become. How? What's the difference? What's the What's the alternate approach? If that's broken, well, how do sons and daughters work? Mm-hmm. First, you are a son. You are a daughter. We We be right. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 are who you are. Then, from that place of ownership and belonging and sonship, right? Then we receive. Mm-hmm. God doesn't give you know, God doesn't give us the, the seven, the seven achievements of the Holy Spirit, right? Right. They're gifts. They're gifts that, that God gives gifts Mm -hmm. to his sons and daughters. First we're sons and daughters, Mm -hmm. then we can receive. Yeah, And then from that, from those gifts, from what we receive from the Lord, that's, why are they given? They're given for the sake of doing the good work, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I've never given a gift because someone earned it. I've given a gift because I love the person who is yeah. receiving
0: it, right? And uh, and man, that that so to wrap up my my little story that and that that was my experience, right? That I I I I searched for significance for a year almost, and um it was at a it was at in one of the most unexpected ways. It was at a powerful moment of encounter where encounter meets mission, right? It was a powerful mm-hmm. moment of encounter mm-hmm. at this retreat in Atlanta. And, um, it, essentially it was a place of me just surrendering. It was a place of me surrendering and, and not having a next plan. And, um, I had, I had, like I said, I'd, I'd kind of given up my search Yeah, and I was invited, um, just in the, in the course of this conference to, to ask the Lord for anything that was, that was pressing on my heart and, um this little this little memory of a hope came back of maybe I should ask God you know that i would that I would be able to hear his voice again mm-hmm. and um it was it was in this moment of of a beautiful like just um prayer meditation mm-hmm. where I was invited to engage with Jesus and to talk to him and to and to and to enter into just this 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 process of of asking him my heart's desire and um what happened. Is Jesus met me in an incredibly unexpected and powerful way, mm-hmm. and He reminded me of of that sonship. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of what it was like to be seen by Him, yeah. to talk to Him, to hear His voice. Uh, he reminded me what it was like, um, what it was like to know what He thinks about me, of the promises that He's made over my life, mm-hmm. and um, and it was it was in it was in that experience. You know, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a kid who gets his braces off for the first time that, you know, what's the first thing you do? Well you 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 run your tongue across your teeth to feel what it feels like to run again. Um to to have a smile again. Yeah. And I remember that that moment was so significant for me. This was this was just in 2015, right? That um that I I had come to a place of ministering out of performance. And I came to this moment where God was like, Hey, uh I'm here again. Yeah. And and I I just I remember I'm closing my eyes in prayer and asking him, um, God, are you there? Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. And I just I heard that voice in my in my mind in my imagination, and it was it was so clear to me that it was him and not myself, right? And um, and that was just breakthrough.
1: Yeah. Well, it is because well, first of all, I just love I love your testimony. I just if you're out there and you're listening to this. Tell someone your testimony because it's always inspiring. And Aaron, I've heard your testimony a number of times, but I was just reflecting on like in that paradigm shift, there was, there was an, or like a relationship. I'm trying to figure out what words I want to use. There was a relationship between humility and surrender yep. that allowed you to be in that place. And I, I don't know. I've just seen the fruits of that since then. And what an amazing note for us, yeah. everyone listening, for us having this conversation, that when humility and surrender meet, that that's when God really can do something amazing. Because even Moses, right, when he's at the burning bush, like, who should I say spoke this to me, right? And the Lord says, <laughs> I am who I am. And we in the Catholic Church have a beautiful theology that tells us that we're an altar Christus. We're another Christ. Like, we've talked about divinization for millennia that that god is creating us and forming us to himself yep like if we're going to become more like god we have to become more like beings right more like beings he says i am who am that doesn't even make sense who are you <laughs> i am yeah like brad who are you i am am what am loved am here I just think we have to get to a place where we can, where we can receive that, accept yeah. that and embrace that.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the difference, Brad. That's the difference um, for our listeners today. It's how do we live as a victorious Christian? It's realizing that we're already there, right? Mm-hmm. It's realizing that, that our victory comes in our ability to surrender and allow God to define who we are. Mm-hmm. That. Right that that i'm not going to minister i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to chase significance i'm going to i'm going to live my life from a place of realizing right. i am who god's made me to be mm-hmm. that 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 you know you're never going to receive the the gifts of the spirit in the way that in the way that god wants you to until you receive them from a place of understanding i didn't earn these right right that that the only the only way I, the only reason i'm here the only reason i'm part of this conversation is because you're seeking my heart Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're, and you're a heck of a lot stronger than I am.
1: Yeah. And the humility that comes from just the recognition that like the gifts of the Holy Spirit are so good. And I am so aware of my tendencies that I know that I could never earn something that good. It'd have to be given to me freely, but that is (laughs) a a humble place to be that like, I couldn't fill my schedule enough to be who God says I am. I just couldn't. So I have to receive that. Like, there's going to come some point in all of our lives, and I, I pray that that could happen today in this radio show, that we actually just come to this understanding simultaneously yep. that I cannot earn everything that is said about me. The only way that any of that could be true is I, if I receive it, if I accept it, if I embrace it, and if I humble myself to be submitted to it for yeah. me. My journey into Amen. victory.
0: So, what does it mean to be a victorious Christian? It means to uh, it means to reject every temptation toward control. Mm-hmm. It means mm-hmm. to it means to step out on mission, not knowing the destination, yep. but only knowing that God's calling you to the place where He will promise. It means finding our significance not in what we do, but in who we are as sons and daughters. That's a that's a big uh, that's a big claim. Stated simply. And you will spend the rest of your life discovering how to live it, mm-hmm. um, friends. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and um, we'll conclude today's thoughts, and and then Brad and I are gonna just pray to activate this in your life. So join us right after this short break. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Now, when Jesus was on Earth, He taught us a great lesson. He taught us. He came for the sinner, not the virtuous. He came for you because you are imperfect, because sin comes easy to you, and sometimes you don't have the willpower to say no. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Now there's a fast and easy way
1: to get in touch with EWTN. The EWTN Everything Number.
0: Call 1-800-447-EWTN to get the latest information on programming, special events, pilgrimages, and more. Our EWTN
1: Family Viewer Services representatives are ready to help you with whatever your needs may be. The EWTN Everything number. 1-800-447-EWTN.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're here with Aaron Richards and Brad Peer, and it's been a sweet show. We're talking about what it means to be a victorious Catholic in today's world, in today's culture. And uh, just to kind of sum it up, we, we started with the with the reality that we need to give God control mm-hmm. of, of our life, of our direction, of our destiny, uh, that, that, that the more we try to wrestle control out of his hands— the more, the more we're going to struggle, friends. Um, and then and then we had this, this concept that we broke open that that to truly minister out of our identity as sons and daughters, that we need to be ready to acknowledge who we are first, uh, according to his design, and then receive all that God has in store for us so that we can live it, so That's we can right. do it.
1: That's right. And, and Aaron, I was thinking over break, just when I first heard this message, I had this tendency to think like, this is, this is a great thought for the ideal down the road, right? Like, <laughs> yep. like at the end of the day, I am going to be the missionary program director tomorrow. I'm going to be this position tomorrow on this board or whatever it might be. And I think if you're listening today, what whatever those titles that you've been given, right? Like maybe you're a teacher or a principal, or maybe you're an entrepreneur or run the gamut. Like, you know, the titles that you have, like th- this, this teaching today, this conversation today is not asking you to abandon the titles. Rather, yeah. it's asking you to put primary mm. the identity that is the foundation for yeah. those titles.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's no more important thing. Correct. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to draw causation, um, but check this out. So w- this was 2015 that I experienced that just outpouring of God's grace in my life. And prior to that, uh, we had been doing great work we had been laying really strong foundations, but a lot of the experience we were having was spinning our wheels mm-hmm. um, in next steps for Damascus and next steps for you know our, our our life, our direction, our prayer, our, our missionary program here at damascus and, and um, again, uh, coincidence maybe don't want to draw a causality here, but um, God exploded in the practical work that we were doing as I and i later learned a number of our key leaders were going mm-hmm. through a similar process of of searching the heart and and finding their identity in him alone mm-hmm. uh, it was within 2 months that we found and purchased the property here at damascus that we began construction that we saw an explosion of new ministries coming out of this place um new spiritual foundations in my own marriage uh and and just the the ministry that i saw beginning to grow in its in its uh, uh, effectiveness yeah so um entering into a place of putting ourselves in right order mm-hmm. with the Lord, it it will, I it will increase the way that you're called to minister in this world.
1: That's right, and I I found truth in the following reality too: you you don't need to know your title when you know your assignment. Yep, and your assignment will flow naturally when you know your identity. Amen. That's just true. So then, from my identity, assignments will flow, and titles will come from that, as long as it's in right order. Because yeah. if I put the titles at the foundation. The identity will never come. Yeah. And, and so yeah, I want to,
0: I want to activate point. it in prayer for us, friends. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. And I want to, I want to have you draw to mind, um, a situation where, uh, you have either questioned God's direction or just struggled. And I want to, I want to pray with, um, with confidence and with faith, God's Lordship over that, that difficulty So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, amen, we pray. Uh, Jesus, we trust you as Lord of our lives, as Lord of our next step, as Lord of our path. God, you are the lamp to our feet. So, Jesus, we, we give you back lordship over this area of struggle that's been a challenge for us. Put it back in right order. Show us who we are in your eyes so that we can learn again to minister out of a place of knowing you mm-hmm. instead of in an attempt to earn some uh, recognition mm-hmm. or authority or title.
1: Yeah, Jesus, the, the greatest victory in our life is knowing you. And so we just pray that we would know how you're present right now and yeah. that we would know how you desire to lead us through whatever hardships we've had in the area of finding victory and identity in our lives.
0: Amen. God, we are sons, we are daughters, and uh, it's out of that place that we receive a a fresh outpouring of your spirit and a fresh outpouring of your gifts today. Uh, Lord, thank you for trusting us. Friends, thanks for joining us today. And, um, as you know, I, I would just love to, to hear the testimony of, of what it is that you're experiencing. Check us out at, uh, at damascus.net. You can check us out at St. Gabriel uh, Radio. Uh, this is Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. And um, download the podcast and check us out here next week. We're carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and here in Columbus locally. Thanks for joining us again. We'll see you next time.